We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode 001 of the NBA show, the VM NBA show. Your boy Lamb and my boy, my guy, my tag partner on the other end. Yo, what's going on, man? I'm so excited to talk nothing but NBA basketball right now, man. I I, I, I got home from work and I was pumped. I was doing jumping jacks. I was doing pull-ups. I was doing push-ups. I was doing sit-ups. I, I want to get like a little baby basketball hoop in here just so I could shoot around. We got about, what, an hour or so till, you know, uh, tip off in, in, in most of these Eastern Conference games. So uh, super pumped. Yeah, we're recording Wednesday night. Uh, 6:22 to be exact, Eastern Time. Uh, Imp, we gotta we gotta start off, man, with a very very hot hot button, uh, talking point in the world of VM, and that is the appearance you made on this man of the street, man. You're the, the wrestling term is you're very over with the crowd. Listen, man. Uh, I get my people skills from my mother. Uh, and one thing that I learned is that you put a microphone in someone's face, uh, and they think they're either an expert. Uh, or they just like to hear themselves speak, uh, and that's kind of what you got uh, when we recorded over the weekend. Shout out to you, man, man behind the cam, the lamb cam. Uh, if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't have been possible. One glove, two gloves, it don't matter. Uh, it was a whole lot of fun, and if you didn't check it out, uh, youtube.com slash veterans minimum uh, should be that latest video that we posted, man on the street, scud with the Knicks. Yeah, it was pretty fun, man, and you're right. One thing that I've noticed from you know when I was doing some of the editing for it, 
it was funny to see people, you know, you get put on the spot, right? And it's like sometimes you don't even know what you're talking about just because the pressure's on. And think about it, how many times we've done the game shows, yeah, right? Uh, you know, it was that that one bit. I forgot what episode. I think it was like a, it was a family feud, and Tim said Joe Montana threw the most <laughs> touchdowns ever. It's like, dude, what? Yeah, like so many people. But you know, it's just like rapid fire kind of thing. You get put on the spot. But enough about that. If like Impy said, check out the Man of the Street video. Uh, Scud with the Knicks. Uh, Impy's the star of that. But Imp. It is the debut episode of the NBA show. Uh, you want to tell the people a little bit about what this show is going to be, man? How we're going to be running this? Is this, this dynamic duo in the backcourt between you and I? Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to be giving you an NBA episode every week. Um, you and I will be the staples of it, and then you know, you know, maybe Tim will jump on, maybe Joe will jump on, but in general, it's you and I running through uh, hot topics in the NBA. Um, you know, uh, from from you know Nuggets Blazers to uh, you know, we talk about it all the time, right? Like if you can't find appreciation for Nuggets Blazers regular season game 64, uh, then the NBA may not be for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just so happens that you and I uh, uh, can't get enough of this shit. Uh, so it's going to be all NBA uh, storylines, uh, uh, everything that you could possibly think of. And and so I'm really excited to do that. Um, and if anything, if you, if you have anything else to add, you know, feel free. Nah, man, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. It's uh, it, it's become a twelve month sport, really. Yes, you know, yes. you think about it. Uh, just like the NFL, you know, the NFL right now it's in a dead period. You know, the, they just crowned their Super Bowl champion, and now it's just. I mean, even this week, you know, there was a couple trades, a couple trade rumors. Uh, you know, you have free agency in about three weeks, and then from there you got the draft, and then OTAs and whatnot. Before you know it, it's preseason. But now with the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have the All-Star Weekend, which we'll get to in a little bit. And then you have the second half of the season. This is where teams really buckle down. This is who you're going to see come playoff time. These are the teams. This is when people want to get right. You know, Some teams have just recently made some trades. They want to get people accustomed to their lineups and play and familiar with one another. So this is this is where it gets good, man. And you know, us as Nick fans, we've been counting down to the draft and the lottery, to be exact. Mm-hmm. So that's in June. And then July is free agency. Before you know it, mm-hmm. August... Summer September. League. When yeah, summer, summer League? Summer League is in July as well, too. So it's become a sport that has really dominated headlines, especially on social media. You know, NBA Twitter is its actual mm-hmm. own community. Yep. So enough about that. Imp. They want to hear basketball bars. They want to hear what we have to say. Let's start yes. us off with the first half of the season, right? Yeah. So everybody, as I look at the schedule right here in front of me, for the most part, has played close to 55 games, 56 around there. Let's just, just to make it easy, let's say everyone's played 55 games. Yeah. What would you say is your biggest talking point or takeaway from what you've seen through these first 55 games? Because remember, for the most part, even though it doesn't balance out to 41 and 41, this is the first half of the NBA season. Yeah. So what would you say has stood out to you? I'm going to hit you with a curveball, man. My talking point for the first half of the first half of the NBA season actually has has nothing to do with the game of basketball, but rather that it's a star driven league. And if you didn't know that, now you do. Uh, uh, the amount of players uh, over the first couple of months of the NBA season that have essentially forced their team's hand it's kind of mind blowing, right? Like first you have Jimmy Butler, uh, then you have KP, obviously. Uh, you know, there's obviously the AD speculation right before the All Star break. Um, you know, off season, Kyrie, KD, the list goes on. So to me, it's just, it's just so fascinating how 
these star players are literally getting whatever you want, and 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 it's kind of you know forcing these teams' hands and putting them in these uncomfortable scenarios, right? Like like look at the Pelicans now, right? Like everybody knows AD will be gone, but now it's like, do the Pelicans play him? Should they play him? Is it fair to the fans? Do the fans even want him on the court? It's like there's so many. There's there's so many kind of like moving pieces and 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 it's just so it's just so fascinating to me right and and then like it's almost as if like the league already knows that the Warriors are gonna win the championship this year and we're already kind of just like preparing for the summer right it's like it's like what's Kyrie gonna do what's KD gonna do what's gonna happen to AD like you said it's a 12 month season and so it to me it almost feels like there's tons of great basketball going on but there's also like all of this like subplot like drama going on behind the scenes right that I can't personally get enough of so to me my first half takeaway is just like all of the drama and all of the storylines it's just like it's so bizarre and fascinating to me so I I couldn't agree with you more and also I want to add a couple things to that so I think a lot of people feel as if well why am I going to watch the NBA because I know Golden State's going to win and that's Mm -hmm. fair you know I all the years that I've been betting and have been familiar with betting lines and whatnot, I don't remember teams being minus 200 favorites to win a championship. Imp. Nope. You always see plus money because, let's face it, it's there's 30 or 32 teams vying for a chance at a title, and anything can happen. At this very moment, they're minus 250 to win the NBA championship, the Golden State Warriors are. Uh, so it's essentially a lock yep. for the most part, right? So what I think the NBA has done, and this is why they've really been the first league to really get a grasp of social media, where Mm -hmm. NBA Twitter, like we mentioned in the opening, it is a community, right? I might not know who I'm talking to, but on NBA Twitter, me and him might feel the same way about a certain player, a certain team. And it's like you have this like community where I think the NBA has created storylines to make up for, well, the inevitable. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why you see the MVP race a couple years ago starting to be discussed around Thanksgiving. That's why you see all these trades and all these rumors. And, you know, Super Bowl Monday, the news drops of Anthony Davis. And on Tuesday, KP gets traded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like all these things happen and it just grabs headlines and it makes the NBA a major talking point and a major player. And, you know, I know I'm going off here for a while, but. The other thing with the star-driven stuff, yeah, it's always been a star-driven league. But I think if you look at what happened at the trade deadline, did you notice how no one really in the West made any big moves? They already know. Why am I going to sacrifice assets or players or whatnot where, damn, yo, it's going to be hard to get through Golden State. We're in the East. Complete opposite story. Right? Milwaukee made a move. Toronto made a move. The Bucks made a move. The Sixers made a move. Uh, the Celtics stayed put because they're looking down the road at Anthony Davis as a potential landing spot for them, especially in the summer with what they could offer mm-hmm. to the Pelicans. So it's like, yo, you look at the the East, everybody made moves to get better, whereas in the West, everyone's like, eh, let's just stay put. The second LeBron leaves the Eastern Conference, it becomes an arms race for who can get to the to the East, to who can get to the NBA Finals. Because for so long, it was literally impossible to get past LeBron mm. and the Cavaliers and the Heat or whatever team he was on, because he's always been in the Eastern Conference. So it's like there's a four team race, I would say, in the Eastern Conference: Philly, Boston, uh, Toronto, um, and uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Philly, Boston, Toronto. 
Milwaukee. And, and Milwaukee. Four teams in the East, arms race. Uh, and it's a, it'll be a huge accomplishment um, for one of these teams because, like I said, no one's been to the finals in in so long. Yeah. So it's just like it's so fascinating. Like it, it truly is. And 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 to me, that's really interesting in itself. Like, which of these four teams is going to make it out of the East? Because no one's been, you know no one's been out of the East in a while. So I'm really fascinated by that. But you know, I kind of I kind of you know it was kind of out of left field what I gave you. So I want to talk about one other thing, and it may segue into what you'd like to talk about next. Uh, I'm really impressed with with um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Well, yeah, so I'm going to tie two things in one because my first half talking point and takeaway is, and this is going to be a surprise to many, many who have listened to the show over the years, I think I've done a complete 180 on Russell Westbrook. You're not the only one, my friend. You are not the only one who's done a complete 180. Russell Westbrook himself has done a complete complete 180. All right, so here's the thing, right? At the moment that we're recording right now, the Thunder are on a winning streak. They've won uh, 10, uh, 10 of their last 11 games. Um, Russell Westbrook in those games, imp, he is averaging 17.5 shots per game. Paul George has taken off. We'll get to Paul George in a little bit. His usage rate is down 11% since his MVP season. What was one thing that we were talking about? Anytime you see guys with high usage rates, what happens? They burn out come playoff time. Mm-hmm. You can only take so much of the load throughout the entire year. It is hard to maintain that when you are the sole purpose your team is winning. It is a great thing for personal achievements and accolades, but it is going to hurt your team in the long run. Russell Westbrook notoriously has shot them out of many, many playoff series, not even games. There's been situations where they're up 3-1 against Golden State and he takes 29 shots. It's like, dude, no. You're a playmaker, right? Your job is to get other people involved. Let's not forget... KD's best statistical season came when he won MVP. Russell Westbrook was there, right? Look at Paul George now. He's having his best statistical season. Russell Westbrook is there. It's like, yo, if Paul George goes on to win MVP or, you know, he's in the discussion, it's like, dude, Russ is making these guys better too. Yeah. I have two things that I want to say about Russ. Uh, One, a lot of people give him shit for the triple doubles. And, you know... I feel like I was one of the people that used to give him shit early on. And after you kind of dig into the numbers a bit, you see that the games that Russell Westbrook has a triple double, his team has like a 70% chance, uh, like a 70% winning percentage. Yeah. So it's not one of these scenarios where, you know, he's averaging this triple double or he's putting up a triple double and they're losing. He's literally, you know, he's putting up a triple double and his team is winning at a 70% clip or, or, or maybe even a little bit more. And then another thing that I want to touch on about, uh, Westbrook is the fact that he didn't start the season healthy. Uh, he mm-hmm. had the knee, if I'm not mistaken. And so I really think um, him being on the bench and watching Paul George be out there by himself, kind of sitting there like, hey, you know what? I don't have to do everything every night. And he kind of got, a, you know, a front row seat, a literal, literally a front row seat uh, to watch Paul George, um, you know, put on some shows. And, and I think that him starting the season on the bench actually uh, benefited the team and himself uh, going forward. Paul George has made 198 shots off of Russell Westbrook passes. That is 43 shots more than the second most in the NBA. Um, Russ is creating attention, man, and he's giving it to other guys, right? I also like Ferguson and Grant Yes, coming off the bench or even in the rotation when they rotate them in as starters. It's like, yo, they have... They have guys that they could throw out against teams on the wing that could 
cause some mayhem. Yeah. So I think for me, it's, you know, I've been a uh, Russell Westbrook hater as far mm-hmm. as like, I don't think a triple double, I think it's an arbitrary number. We just decided that 10, 10, and 10 is a triple double. So if I go out there and get 13 points, 12 rebounds, and 11 assists, and Impy drops 38, 7, and 9, I had the better game because I had a triple double because I could attach a cool slogan or name to it. Yeah, no. no, I think it's a it's an arbitrary number. It's something that we just yeah. decided was going to be the thing, you know. And look, at the moment, he's averaging another triple double. He might have three straight seasons of averaging a triple double, and he's not even the best player on his team right now at this yep. very moment. Yep. Which leads us into this segment. We're going to call "Convince Me," mm-hmm. Imp. As we look at the odds in Las Vegas, uh, what would you guess is the top five MVP odds according to Bavada as of February eleventh? If you had to top, guess. Top five. Yeah. Who who would be your top five MVPs at the moment? Giannis. Giannis is second at plus 350. James Harden. Is the favorite. Okay. That's interesting. Um, is Paul George up there? Paul George is outside the top five, but there is a, uh, there is is there, a guy out in Golden oh, State. Kevin Durant. Durant is on there. And Steph so Curry. is Steph Curry. Yep. I feel like they're interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. And right. I, I feel like it's hard for one of them to win MVP because it's like, well, the other one's having a great year too. So I feel and, like and, they cancel each other out. Yeah. And another thing, like your boy Paul George isn't as high because like I feel like defense isn't taken into consideration at all when it comes to MVP voting whatsoever. Like like, J- like James Harden, that, that the, the crazy season where he won MVP, right? Like this guy can't really play defense that well. But it doesn't really matter because they don't care about defense when it comes to MVP voting. Um so and then like I said, these guys in Golden State, I feel like they're interchangeable, right? It's almost as if they like balance each other out or like cross each other out. Um my worry for Harden is like, are they gonna finish as a top four seed in the West? Yeah. yeah because that- like they didn't start well, they didn't start off, you know, they didn't start well at all. At all. They were terrible. They were out of the playoff picture through I don't know how many games into the season, but you know, they didn't start off hot and I and I and I wonder if that, you know, I wonder if that like, you know, bites them in the ass a little bit later on. I wonder if they even finish the top four seed to begin with. So just to just to mention, Harden is the favorite, followed by Giannis, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Imp, I want to convince you that we should make a wager and we should start telling people that Paul George is going to win MVP. He is averaging in the month of February 37.8 points per game. Sheesh. They are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games at the time that we're recording. He came off a monster triple-double. We had 47 or 48 points the other night. Him and Russell Westbrook, first time the two teammates combined for over 75 points and had triple-doubles. Here's the thing. He is in the running not only for MVP. He's 2.3 steals per game. He's in the discussion for all NBA defense first team. Yep. Defensive player of the year. Their plus minus with him on the court is top 15 in the NBA. He has changed the entire dynamic of this team. I think it's also made Russell Westbrook conscious of, yo, you know what? I got a guy that can carry the load for me too. I got to do this every night. I really like Paul George and his upside. They're currently the three seed in the West, and I am praying basketball gods, please let the Warriors and the Thunder meet in the Western Conference Finals and not before. Because I think it's the only team that could beat Golden State. Because of the whole Russ, the whole Russ 
you know, salty, pissed off, like chip on his shoulder thing? Or is it just like they they match up well? Everything, everything. So they have Russ who always goes at it with Curry and with Clay Thompson. You remember a couple of years ago when they were up 3-1? Yes. And they were like, uh, yo, uh, Curry played really good defense on you. And even like Durant and him started laughing at it. Like, come on, dog. I just had an off night. So he always turns it up. Obviously, you have the Durant factor there, so he wants to show out there. You have a guy in Paul George who can potentially be the best player on the court on any given night in that series. Now, mind you, there's four, five All-Stars on that other team, mm-hmm. potentially, right? Uh, Boogie Cousins is an All-Star year in, year out. He's just only played, I think, like 10 games so far this year. I love the wings, like I mentioned before. Ferguson, Grant. Diallo, these big guys that are just physical freaks of nature. They're they're just athletes. Shady, the craziest pickup of the offseason, Schroeder. Tennis Schroeder. Bro, a guy that can run the second unit and not like have, obviously, I'm not saying he's Russell Westbrook, but the drop-off isn't that significant like it was when like Raymond Felton would come in. You know what I mean? So it's a guy that could carry that second unit. And also, not for nothing, last year, you know, Tim is going to love this if he hears this. Melo killed him. Yes. Melo killed him. And Steven Adams is a guy that always gets at it with, like, Boogie. He has good splits against Boogie. He has good splits against Draymond Green and the Warriors. It's just a team. I think of all the teams, if you were to tell me Golden State would have trouble with one team, I think it would be Oklahoma City this year. So I'm trying to convince you that the Thunder could beat the Warriors and that Paul George is going to be MVP. You did a great job of convincing me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You did. Uh, my only concern for the Thunder is just shooting. You know, are they going to be able to keep up with Golden State uh, if it turns into the shootout? Uh, and obviously the answer is no, because nobody can really keep up with Golden State other than Houston potentially uh, in, in this so-called shootout that I'm talking about. But in any, but but in, in other scenarios, they do match up with them well, like you said, on the wing. And Steven Adams is probably one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Like, you look at his stats. This guy's a rebounding machine. He's great defensively. He gets those easy buckets. He gets tough buckets. Like I'm a big fan of Steven Adams, and he's very, very underrated. And so, you did a great job of convincing me. And like you said, st- uh, like you said, Russ, let's do a little bit less. Less is more sometimes. Um, and 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 this is this season is a perfect example of less is more. So yeah, yeah. yeah with, without a doubt, I I think of all the teams in the NBA, the only team. Well, in the Western Conference, I should say. I think the one team that could give them the biggest test would be the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the reason why I say I hope that they meet up, because at the moment, Golden State is the one seed. The Thunder are the three seed. The only way they would play each other would be in the Western Conference Finals. So I am praying for that, basketball gods. Imp, what's your take that you want to convince me on? All right. So there's a team sitting in fourth uh, in the Eastern Conference. They're They're... Their their logo is a is a shamrock, right? Uh, uh, and I'm talking about the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. This team uh, is currently plus two seventy five to come out of the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. uh, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, shout out to DraftKings. Uh, they've made Nick a decent amount of money over the course of this uh, over the course of the years. Um, yeah. So look, uh, call me crazy, but I believe that the Boston Celtics are going to make it out of the East. Um, there's a lot of rumblings of Kyrie leaving or maybe of AD coming. Um, you know, uh, one of the Morris brothers was on the record a couple nights ago saying it's just not fun in Boston anymore. Um, although they've been playing fairly well uh, last couple of games. So last night they beat the Sixers very impressively, um, which is a great win. Uh, and then before that, a couple of losses. But before that, they won on a great streak. Um, 
Now they're back, you know, they're creeping towards the back at the top of the Eastern Conference. And if I'm not mistaken, according to Vegas, they have the fourth best odds making it out of the East. And if you ask me, that's crazy talk. Um, they took LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers to seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals last year without their two best players. Now you add Hayward back, who still doesn't even have his legs under him, if you ask me, right? Now you bring you bring Kyrie back into the mix. Um those are two all-star level, all, you know, all-star caliber players. Um, and and then you just the, the crazy thing to me is, is like you're just taking LeBron out of the picture. He's not even there anymore. And so to me, the fact that the you know they have the fourth best odds is a little alarming, right? Like I think there's tons of value at plus two seventy-five there. For those of you who don't know what that means, is if you place a hundred-dollar bet, you will return two hundred and seventy-five back. Um, Look, Milwaukee, they're awesome. I was high on them. Don't get me wrong. Mike Budenholzer is a phenomenal coach. They're spreading the floor. Giannis has tons of space now. They bring over Miritich and all that. But that's a team where it's kind of just like show me first, right? Mm. Like, right? Are they unproven? It, yeah. Just like show me first. I believe. I believe in you, but show me first. The Sixers. I'll probably talk about them a little bit later. Look, they have a fantastic five now, or whatever you want to call it, right? Tobias Harris, borderline All Star in the West, comes over and the you know comes over to the Sixers. Probably a three or four option now, uh, and he was the number one option on a Clippers team. Uh, Joel Embiid is right there in the MVP mix. Uh, ben Simmons is an All Star. Well, uh, Jimmy Butler snub. So uh, a 76ers team that's very very talented, but at the same time they've kind of all been put together on the fly. Like, don't forget, Jimmy Butler was brought over in a trade. They just bring Tobias Harris over in a trade. So, you know, they're still working out the kinks. Fred Van Vliet is going to be out for a couple weeks now in Toronto with a thumb, I think, or a finger injury. They bring over Jeremy Lin in the buyout market. So, I, I it's for me, it's just hard to not believe in the Celtics after what they did last year and after what they're bringing back. Um, so, I want to – I hope I convinced you that the Boston Celtics um, – should and will come out of the East. So I have some pushback. Hit me with it. You're right on Gordon Hayward. Um, he shows flashes, but yep. like a lot of people forget that this guy made an all NBA team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was a guy that was very aggressive, was throwing it on one or two people a game, uh, driving dish, uh, slash to the rim, catching alley-oops. A lot of his game in Utah was what he got hurt on in the Kyrie play last year. Right, He was a guy that would catch alley-oops. He was a guy that would go into traffic and bump and grind down there in the, in the, in the post. They have too many guys that can play. <laughs> like, you know, you laugh, but it's like you have, you have Brown, Hayward, Horford, Kyrie, Morris, Smart. Rogier, Smart, Tatum, right? You have eight guys that last year, right? Tatum, Smart, Rogier, Morris, Brown, they had to take the next step because Hayward went down, because you had no Kyrie. So, you know, Scary Terry, at one point I remember texting you saying like, yo, I hope the Knicks don't give him a max contract, right? Because it just had all the makings of a guy that just like ran wild in the playoffs and the Knicks were like, yo, 100 mil, here it comes, Terry Rogier. You're like, yo, slow down, pump the brakes a bit. But the thing with them is that you know, like Kyrie has thrown players under the bus. Like he's not a leader. You know, he's bashing rookies and whatnot. And then he came out and apologized to LeBron James. Like, yo, man, my bad. I was acting up. This shit is hard trying to be the leader. I think they have too many guys. And I still don't know what their crunch time is. And like, yo, in the East right now, I don't know who their starting five is. Say it's 88-90. They're on the road game four. And they're down two points. Four minutes left. Who who are you throwing out there? Whereas, like, yo, you look at the Sixers and the Sixers, right? There are some concerns with 
well, who's going to take the last shot there? Or where the shot's going to go? Because J.J. Redick is a guy that needs to shoot 10 to 12 times a game. He's a guy that comes off screen and rolls. They don't really have a screen and roll offense. They have a pick and pop offense. Um, Butler is a guy who he should be taking 15 to 18 shots a game, but it seems like he shoots more than that. And like Tobias Harris got to get his looks too, you know, and you mm-hmm. have a bead. I'd still, I still lead towards Toronto though, man. And that's fair. And, yeah. and, and there's no, and then, and that's very fair. I like the value with this, with Boston at plus 275, just because of everything that I mentioned. And look, the fact that there's even this kind of a debate or question of like, would you rather have your pick at any player in the NBA or have your pick at Brad Stevens as the head coach? Like the fact that like we've been hammering away that this is a star driven league, right? The fact that that's even a question kind yeah. of shows you how great of a coach Brad Stevens is. Um, and so, and look, it wasn't, it wasn't a popular opinion, but I was just trying to convince you and I, and, and I, you know, look, call me crazy, but uh, you know, when's all said and done, um, you know, the Eastern Conference will be represented by the Boston Celtics. All right. I, I could see. I mean, I could definitely see it. Look, they were the favorite coming in. And I I do think you're putting a lot on Brad Stevens' plate, and rightfully so. I mean, it's hard for you to look at what he did last year in the playoffs, taking him to game seven on the road with a makeshift with $55 million on your bench because they were hurt mm-hmm. and being like, yo, they can't get over the hump. So I, I do feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our NBA All-Star Weekend coverage, Let's uh let's inform you guys on some of the stuff that's going on in Veterans Minimum. For those of you guys that might not know and might be wondering, well, where's Tim? Where's Boss? Where's Joe? How come Nick, Impy, and Joe weren't on the baseball show that Tim put out uh, earlier this week with Boss? With the football season coming to an end, we decided to uh, shake things up a bit, yep. as Vince McMahon would say. So on Mondays, we'll be getting an MLB show. On uh, Sorry, on Mondays, we'll be getting an Evergreen show. Tuesdays, you'll be getting an MLB show spearheaded by the dynamic duo of Boss and Tim. Wednesdays, you'll be getting the, the NBA show, as you can hear now. Uh, MB and I, the best uh, podcasting and backcourt in the nation. It's a fact. Thursday, you'll get the NFL show. We'll be going year-round coverage with the NFL. Uh, a lot of fun talking points and whatnot. Friday, anytime there is an MMA card, a UFC card, like there will be this weekend, Francis Naganu headlining against one Kane Velasquez making his return in UFC Phoenix, which, uh, by the way, he was a, a All-American wrestler in Arizona. So he's like going back to his uh, stopping ground. I believe he was from Arizona State. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, uh-huh. you'll, be getting, you'll be getting UFC coverage. So you'll be getting essentially, for the most part, you'll be getting three podcasts a week with the potential of getting five also from the VM guys, all on the VM feed. So if you guys haven't checked out the MLB show that Tim and Boss dropped earlier this week, uh, they talk about some of the rule changes in baseball. Definitely go check that out, especially if you're big baseball fans. They really touch on it, and those two guys really spearhead the conversation and own the conversation when it comes to baseball. And on Monday, we kind of gave you a full detail as to what this new format's going to be on our Evergreen series, which will be every Monday. And we also address the new changes to our Patreon, which if you have not checked out our Patreon, there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, a lot of bonus content. Get a chance to get your name read on a People's Podcast episode. Get a chance to be in the Discord where we shoot the shit. We have the VM community in there. So check all that stuff out. It is Veterans Minimum on Twitter and on Instagram. It's patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. And we'll get to the personal plugs at the end. For sure. For now, let's dive into Charlotte, where 
NBA All-Star Weekend is going to be held this weekend. Imp, overall thoughts on NBA All-Star Weekend? I know I've told you in the past how this is my favorite weekend, but it's changed ever since last year. And when you say change, you mean the, the, the drafting of, of the All-Star teams? The drafting of the All-Star teams, there was a big complaint. You know, two years ago, I believe they approached 400 points. They shattered the over in uh, in Vegas by like 70 points. Uh, there was absolutely no defense played. I think it was 196 points were scored in the first half. It's basically a bona fide pregame slam dunk contest. And I believe both teams combined for like 143 point shot attempts. And then the NBA and Adam Silver, they want to keep a competitive game. They want to protect the integrity of the league. They decided to make some rule changes, and they did the draft. They split up the East and West. Though you are an Eastern Conference All-Star and a starter, per se, you are drafted to Team that, LeBron and Team Giannis, for example, this year. That So it, it's that's kind of what I wanted to just like quickly touch on, in my opinion. like My take is like I love the fact that they're doing the draft, right? I love that. But you have to just like give give up the whole conference thing, man. And I know it's tough because like you want teams to be somewhat equally represented, and I understand that. But at the same time, there's so many snubs on the Western Conference side. You know, you know, with all due respect to a guy like Chris Middleton, right? Or like, like even even someone that gets in as 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 like a reserve, or I mean, someone that comes in as an injury. Like, just with all due respect, like D'Angelo Russell, you're having a great season, right? Don't get me wrong. But there's four other guys that on the Western Conference side that deserve, you know, to take that spot over you. So if you ask me, it's like get rid of the conferences as a whole. Mm-hmm. Let's have the all-star game kind of similar to an all-NBA setting where it's like these are the best players, you know, these are the all-stars, and then you can draft afterwards let's let's just wash the conferences completely that's that's my take on it and it's uh, you know i kind of agree with you especially now with you not having east and west you have you know Giannis is a starter for his team with steph curry joel Embiid, paul george and kemba walker two guys from the west playing with three guys from the east you look at the starting lineup for lebron's team it's durant harden Kyrie, and Kawhi. you have three guys from the west two guys from the east so i agree with you on that and i feel you with that being said imp Let's run through our picks for these contests. Yeah. So we have the three-point contest, which Shady has overtaken the slam dunk contest now. Yes. Where the three-point shootout has become the more popular event, especially with some of the shooters that participate in this contest year in, year out. And also, it seems like big names participate in it. You know, you have Steph Curry is in it this year. Um, you have Damian Lillard is in it. Uh Dirk Nowitzki and his swan song is in it too. So, and you had had you had Clay Thompson in the past. You've had big the bigger all stars participate. Where like the dunk contest, you know, no offense, Dennis Smith Jr. Shout out to the Knicks now, but he's in it. Uh, Miles Bridges is in it. John Collins, Diallo. It's like in the past it used to be Blake Griffin, MJ, Vince Carter, all stars, and now it's not like that. So, I think the three point contest has become the marquee event. I so. I think this year is a bad example of that dunk contest thing that you just said, because all four of those guys can fucking fly. Yes. Honestly, yeah. John Collins is a little bit bigger than the rest of them. Like you remember when Dwight Howard was in was in the dunk contest a few years ago? I think he it was up against Nate, Nate. Robinson, yeah. right? Yeah. Like John Collins is going to be 
very his dunk his dunk style is going to be very similar to that Dwight Howard style that year and he actually that kind of played to his disadvantage because of the height right like the size the size kind of plays to your disadvantage at times but John Collins can absolutely soar Diallo can absolutely soar uh the fact that the Knicks are going to be represented during All-Star weekend is really cool let's go uh so and and I've seen some wild Dennis Smith Jr dunks so yes I I I totally agree with you I just think this year is a bad example just because of the fact that these guys can absolutely fly. But I agree with you. The three-point contest uh, is sensational. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone's broke. I, I forget who holds the record. Is it uh, Larry Bird still or maybe I'm wrong? Oh, uh, man. I know which one you're talking about where he, he, he walks off the court yep. with, the, with the finger in the air. I think Clay put on a good show a couple of yeah. like two years ago. It might have been. But um, uh, all right, let's let's just rapid fire. Give us the picks. So, who you got in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge? Nikola Jokic. Um, look, one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player in the NBA. Uh, he is the most skilled big man in the league. Uh, some say he may be the most skilled big man of all time. That might, you know, that's some big praise. Maybe that's you know, you know, too soon, too fast, too soon. You know, whatever you want to say, that's fine. The only thing that I know is that the kid could shoot. The kid could pass. Uh. And he has tons of skill. He can dribble, and 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 you kind of and you think back. Was it, I think it was two years ago? Our boy Porzingis won the skills contest as a big man, um, and so you know, I, I like Jokic. Maybe you call you call me a homer, but I, he's very very skilled. He kind of encompasses what uh, you know. He encompasses what this contest is all about. All right, I got to push back a little bit. I don't know if we could attach your boy anymore to one Porzingis. That's, that's fair. For, that's for a different podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy that has. The most momentum in the NBA, I think, right now, and that is Luka Doncic. Nice. Uh, Luka momentum is picking up, and it's picking up fast. Uh, this guy is a human highlight reel as well, though he might not be flashy at the rim. Uh, he's mastered the step back. He even hit a step back three on James Harden, who has mastered the step back three. I'm going to go with Luka, man. I think the, the, the Luka train is leaving the station. Jump on now while you can. I'm with you. Who do you have? In the three-point contest. Ready for this? Seth. S-E-T-H. Seth Curry. Um, it's also, my, if I'm not mistaken, both of them. Both of the Currys are participating in the three-point contest. And also important to note, their dad's hometown. Well, they are from Charlotte, but They're his dad played the majority of his career in Charlotte. And his dad is still in a, I think his dad's a play-by-play guy. Yeah, he's a PA announcer for them. Look, I think he's he well. He's definitely going to have the crowd behind him, uh, and and I think this is a great opportunity for Seth to kind of show out. Look, he's having a great season, and so, um, you know, I, look, this is all for good fun. And and the truth is, I think he'll have the crowd behind him. I think he'll be a little bit more pumped up than usual. Um, and yeah, I I think Seth Curry has as as good of a shot uh, to win this as anybody else. So give me Seth Curry. I think his brother. Is gonna like go twenty seven of thirty. Yeah, I think he's gonna do something crazy because he's gonna want to show out in front of his uh, his hometown. Uh, but I believe Devin Booker won it last year. Yeah, he's the defending champion. Uh, you have the swan song for Dirk Nowitzki too, which is gonna be pretty cool. He's in That's there. That's awesome. Uh, and also, you got the hometown guy in Kemba Walker, man. So he's participating also. So I'm gonna go. It, it seems like we're taking the Curries versus the field for sure. And and I think we're smart to do so. To be very honest. Slam dunk contest. Are we picking our heart and going with our boy DSJ repping the the big city now? So, 
if you so I think we kind of like spoke about this before we hit record. I said Dennis Smith Jr. originally. And then and then we started talking about the dunk contest a couple minutes ago. I'm all in on John Collins now. Oh uh, yeah. He is is what you call a rim runner. Um and he and he and, and I mentioned the Dwight Howard Dwight Howard comparison and, and it's valid. He's just if I'm not mistaken, he's not as big. He's a big he's a big guy. He's obviously a forward, a center, right? But he's just not as tall, and I, and and so I think that the, the little bit of the little bit of the difference that you're going to have there is going to make up for it. He's going to probably be able to touch the top of the backboard. Someone's going to be throwing him some crazy alley oops. Um, and 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 look, don't count out uh, the hometown kid as well, uh, Bridges. Don't count him out because the crowd's going to be involved, right? You know, like you said with Kemba in the three point contest, the same will be the same will go for uh, Bridges uh, out of Michigan State. So. Um, John Collins, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if, um, if Bridges kind of takes it home, you know, with that hometown crowd behind him. I'm, I'm going to say with our new boy, our real boy, DSJ, man, I'm going with Dennis Jr. Speaking of being from, I think he's from North Carolina. Uh, he went to NC state and I think that's why he's boys with Jake Cole. So Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken, it's his hometown as well. So there's a lot of kind of, you know, underlying themes here. Fayetteville, um, yeah. He's from Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's from Neville, yeah. And I think so. Is, I think Markel Fultz is from uh, North Carolina as well. So, just you know, just an interesting kind of, you know, a kick in there. So the crowd is going to be behind a lot of these guys, whether it's because of Dennis Smith Jr. being from or Bridges being, you know, being a Hornet. So I'm, I'm excited either way. As we wrap up our NBA All-Star coverage, we're going to play a game right now called Add 2, Drop 2. And what this game is going to be, Imp, and for everyone listening, yeah, every year there's an All-Star snub. Every year there's a guy that made the All-Star game that you're like, huh? So for each conference, we're going to pick one guy from the West, one guy from the East that we're going to take out, and we're going to add someone from that said conference. I'll start this one off. I'm looking out in the West. All right. And for... As good of a year as he's having, he's kind of keeping the team afloat uh, despite some new, you know, big offseason moves, uh, getting rid of their best player and whatnot. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge is an all-star. That, that's fine. Uh, like, that, LaMarcus Aldridge is a guy, you know, he's probably averaging 20 points a game, 10 boards, right? Yeah. Um, he probably averages 20 and 10 every season. Yeah. And it's here's like, the thing, man. Here's the thing. I'm adding a little wrinkle to this because, you know, we came up with this segment. But it's like, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's out on the court. You're like, ah, it's whatever. What if Luca was in this game, dog? So Luka much more took, entertaining. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, I want to be entertained when I'm watching the All-Star game. It's an All-Star game. I want to have fun while I'm watching it. I don't care about defense. I want to see the best guys go at it. And it's cool. It's dope. It's like you have that competitive spirit. Wouldn't it be dope to see Luca on the floor with, like, LeBron and Kyrie and Harden, and then he's going up against Curry, Paul George, and Steph Curry and Giannis. It's like, yo, you're with the elite, the the elite uh, of the NBA, and yeah. I want to see Luca there. Luca is, guys, if you haven't been following Luca, he is crushing it in Dallas. Yes, right. The pairing of him and KP, for as much as I hate to say it, might be 
fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny that you mentioned Aldridge too, because like I, I I love his game, but the truth is, is like I don't want to see a guy back someone up in the post and then like shoot a baby hook off the glass. Like like you said, that's not what I want to see. It's entertaining, but it's not as entertaining as 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 a step back three or or or, or shimmy or, or or anything of anything of that nature. Um, so I'm with you. The only thing that I will say about Aldridge being an all star is the fact that now uh, he is paired up with Dame Lillard again. And oh. so, so Dame is like, oh, it'll be cool to run a pick and roll or pick and pop with Aldridge again, um, because for for those of you who don't know, the Marcus Aldridge uh, was a trailblazer uh, who then signed a deal with uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And you know what's crazy, man? You know what Portland could use? A guy just like Lamarcus Aldridge. And yo, they just signed Cantor too. Yeah. According to Woj, and it was funny because we were we were uh, tweeting at our buddy Matt, and he's like, yo, where does uh? Canner end up and I was like either the Lakers or the Blazers and for those that don't remember uh, it was kind of a shady deal you know how like you could offer a restricted free agent a contract and then the team has a right to offer mm-hmm. to, to, to match the gotcha. offer the offer sheet well the Blazers actually put out a contract for one Ennis Cantor and the Thunder re-upped him they matched it that's how he stayed put with the Thunder and it was during Russ's MVP season where like Cantor wasn't playing much it's like dude how you have like 75 million on the bench so there was always like, there was always like a long distant relationship between the Blazers and Ennis Cantor. Who do you have to replace him? To replace who? Aldridge. Yeah. So oh, Luca. You said Luca. Okay. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So give me, give me in the East. Who are you taking out? I, how come I have a feeling that we're going to talk about the same guy in the East? So I, you want my East now? You don't want my West? Oh, so you don't have Aldridge. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, so give me your West. My bad. I thought we agreed on Aldridge. Draymond. Yeah. He, he so the reason I say Draymond and and I love Draymond. He's a glue guy. Everybody needs a Draymond, right? Wait, you want Draymond in the All-Star game? Out. He's not in the All-Star game. So my bad, then Clay. Clay. One, one of the Warriors. It don't matter. I, my bad. I was completely. I, I. I. My bad. That's crazy. It's alright. You pulled the Tim. You got the names confused. It's all good. He's on the. He was <laughs> on the. So look, Clay for for as great as he is, he can put up fifty in a game. Headband Clay. We know that. But the truth is, he didn't shoot well at the beginning of the season at all. And everyone's talking about like, oh, this is going to be a problem because it's in a contract season. He'll probably take less and stay. But the truth is, Clay didn't shoot well. You know, he. He. I, I don't. I wonder if he's shooting well now. The whole entire beginning of the season, he wasn't shooting well. So it's like I'd much rather see a guy like DeMar DeRozan in there or I'd ma- I'd much rather see a guy like Rudy Gobert in there who, although it may not be as flashy, right? Like go- Rudy Gobert, let me take a peek real quick. Rudy Gobert, uh, 2.2 blocks a game leading the NBA, 13 rebounds a game, 15 points, uh, and he's leading the league in field goal percentage at 65%. So um, give me a guy that's never been there before, right? Like Rudy Gobert deserves to be an all-star. He was kind of keeping this team afloat. Um, for the beginning of the season. Yeah, because Donovan Mitchell kind of had that sophomore slump to get, you know, until he got going. And, yo, also Rudy Gobert missed out on a million dollars for not making the All-Star game as a part of an incentive, too. So, you know, sometimes, like, I like that the fans can vote on it, but I think that the players and, like, honestly, media should have a little bit of a say where I think, like, even when you look at the NFL, right, like, I think the Pro Bowl should be an accomplishment, but you don't need to play in it. Like, you were... You deserve to be a pro bowler. You deserve to be an all-star kind of thing. And then, like, if you want to have fan voting, it's fine. So and you, then, yeah. 
I think for me, though, I couldn't find anyone else in the East, right? Like, it's like Andre Drummond. My bad. I don't want to have a guy back down. Like, I don't want to have a guy yeah. in the post. I want to see guards and shit. You know what I mean? And, like, D'Angelo Russell was a late addition because of the uh, Oladipo news. You know, Oladipo's out for the year and whatnot, so he took his spot over there. Um, it would have been Russ for me. Uh, D'Lo, I mean. Yo, I think Donovan Mitchell might have played himself into an all-star, man. He got he kind of got going in, in the month of January. He averaged 27.7 points per game, and he kind of made the, the Jazz a player again, you know? He, he brought them back into playoff contention yeah so and 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 you can even throw and and we've mentioned this before you can even throw tobias harris in the mix because for a really long time tobias harris was the best player on one of the best teams on in the in the western conference granted they're not there anymore but for 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 a while they were they were in the mix yeah utah utah right now we mentioned two guys from the jazz in gobert and mitchell they're the sixth seed right now they're 32 and 25 at the time we're recording so yeah all right as we wrap up now, that is our coverage for uh, All-Star Weekend. Actually, oh, no, last thing. Uh, who you got winning MVP? Who do you think is going to show out? Steph Curry. At home, right? In his, yeah. like, his hometown. Wait, hold on. I didn't drop an Eastern Conference player. Uh, yo, you see, because you confused me with the Gobert talk. That's why. I didn't drop an Eastern Conference player. All right, holla at me. Kyle Lowry. Okay. Look, I, yeah. look I, I he's so I have here... Um, He's averaging lowest scoring of uh, in the last six seasons, 14 a game. Look, 9.4 assists, that's solid, four and a half rebounds. But he's shooting 41% from the field, and he's shooting 32% from three. There's a couple other guys that I'd rather add. Um, look, you mentioned no Drummond. I, with all due respect, I kind of would add Drummond because he's averaging 15 and 15. Um, he's a staple down low. Um, I think what he's third in the league in double-doubles behind AD – uh, and somebody else. So it's like this guy. Uh, it's tough because that you know Blake Griffin's in right as a reserve, but I, I think Drummond's is just as deserving as uh, Blake Griffin. So um, I know it's tough, and like you said, you know who wants to see rebounders, um, but at the same time, I think you know rightfully so. I think he deserved it. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it goes back to the thing where those guys deserve to be all stars, even though they didn't make it. Yeah, I might not be hype to watch them but you can't take away from the fact that they deserve to be there yeah um who steals the show steph curry mvp yeah yeah, right now especially him playing in his hometown too i could definitely see him getting hot and just playing to the crowd and hit like four like he's gonna hit like five threes in the third quarter fourth quarter something like that he's gonna go off this has this has all of the makings of like a steph curry uh uh, All Star Game MVP. I don't even know if he has one yet. I like that. Uh, you swung me. I completely forgot that they're playing in Charlotte. I can definitely see him getting hot. And yo, he's just a fun guy. And you know the crowd is gonna get behind him no matter what. And all he needs to do is just get go like eight of ten from three, which sounds crazy, but he could do it. I I don't think he's won All Star MVP yet. So. That bodes well for me and my pick. Sorry. What about like you think Kemba might show out at home? I don't think he's gonna play enough. Yeah. You know, because I think this could be like a nice little segue to like you know who we think will be out on the court, right? Crunch time. Mm-hmm. I think Wade's gonna be out on the court. Ooh, right? you think the old heads crack the lineup? Because you know yeah, they did I do think- 
They're going to do like Dirk and they're going to have Wade on both sides. So whatever team Kemba's on or, or regardless of who the starters are, right? Mm-hmm. I think that Wade and Nowitzki are going to end the game. Interesting. So I think you're going to remove one of the five starters at least, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's my take. And and you're not, you know, with all due respect, you know, to Kemba starter, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's out in the court because you know one of the old heads who got you know voted in as like this special all star pick or whatever the case is. Uh, I think they, you know, th- they'll essentially be on the court at the end, the last all star game. They'll finish the game out. What's uh, pretty cool is Mike Malone of the Nuggets is the coach for Team LeBron, and your boy Budenholzer is the coach for Team Giannis. But Jokic is on Team Giannis, so oh. he's gonna go up against his his coach. Is a pretty cool uh, little uh, side note in there. But uh, all right, man, I think I'm gonna go with Steph Curry as well. I do like that. Shady, maybe Paul George carries this momentum that he's on, absolutely yeah. dominating the month of February. Like we mentioned before. Around 38 points per game he's averaging. I think it's like 37.8 to be exact. But Imp, second half of the season, give me one thing you're looking at, one storyline or one uh, just, just just one thing you got your eye on, man. You know, every team's going to have about like 25, 28 games to go before the playoffs. Um, For me, it's what are we going to get out of the 76ers? Um, because... If you were to kind of take a look at their roster when the season started and you take a look at their roster now, it's pretty much completely different. They bring Jeremy Butler over, they send Saric, and they send Covington away. Um, and then, they, you know, we, we, we've, we've mentioned it before, they bring Tobias Harris over. Uh, and so it's like, what are we going to get out of Philly? Um, you look at the wings, and finally they have the length, right? They have the length to match up with the Toronto. They have the length to match up with the Boston because what does Boston and Toronto have? Great wings. And so... Philly finally now has those wings to kind of match up with both of those powerhouses in the East. And so I'm just curious to know, do they have enough time to get it figured out? Um, Because they probably have the best starting five in the East. And so I'm just really, really, really interested to see how does Embiid match up? You know, how does he fit in with, with, with a Tobias Harris? How does Tobias Harris match up and fit in with Jimmy Butler? If Philly, you know... Will Jimmy Butler kind of like hint at him not even resigning in the offseason? Are you going to swing and miss on both? There's just, and when I say both, I mean Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler because they're both free agents. Right. You know, there's the opportunity that they can actually sign both of them. And so it's just like, I, I, I'm so intrigued and fascinated by the 76ers team because they're so different from how the season started. And so I just want to know if they're going to get it figured out and can they figure it out um, in time for the playoffs. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what the hell we're going to get out of Philly. Yeah, man, I, I think the whole Eastern Conference from, you know, the five seed Sixers up to Milwaukee, you know, the Pacers are a three seed. I kind of feel like that might be a team that, you know, say the playoffs were to start now, they would play the Nets and I would make the Nets a favorite, bro. The Nets have been playing really well and like D'Angelo Russell is kind of taking the next step. I mean, he is an all-star and a deserving all-star as well. And, you know, no Oladipo, I feel like it's not sustainable past the regular season you know like you could get by when you have to play like the magic and the wizards and the bulls and cavaliers but you know when you have to go into a series and a team has enough days to game plan for you i do think that the pacers are going to be one of those higher seeds that are going to be a dog 
in the playoffs. You know, if they finish a four seed, I see them being a big underdog to the five or, you know, a three, six matchup. If they stay put, they would be an underdog to, to the Nets. So that's not my takeaway. Yo, at this very moment, you know who wouldn't be in the playoffs? The Lakers. They're the 10th seed. Yeah. They and, are and, yeah. three games back of the Kings who have the 8th seed. Who the Kings have been playing some good basketball this year. And they just traded for Harrison Barnes. And they just traded for Harrison Barnes. Say what you want about the guy that is a veteran president. Who is still, he's still relatively young. He's like 26, 27 years old. You know, to pair up with like the Aaron Fox and, and Bagley who's coming along too. I love the Aaron Fox, man. He's, he's, he's so good. He's so fun to watch. Swipe Um. But yeah, yo, like the Lakers, according to um, NBA reference, third hardest schedule in the second half of the season. And they yeah. their last five games are against Thunder, Blazers, Jazz, Golden State, and the Clippers. So it's like, it's going to come down to the wire for the Lakers, man. And, you know, they're below 500 at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen with Luke Walton? There's already rumblings about him maybe getting the axe during, uh, during All-Star weekend, but... Man, it'd be it'd be wild not to see King James in the playoffs, man. I I know. Look, I'm not I'm not going all in on this take, but it is a little concerning, especially with how, you know, you had the AD rumblings in the trade and that falls through, and we kind of touched on it on the last episode of VM when we were all together. Like, yo, if you guys wanted to trade me, there'd be some animosity between us, just naturally, especially initially after the speculation of me leaving, because it's like, yo, man, you wanted to get rid of me? Like, what the fuck? How come? You know what I mean? So, and it, it's all these young guys and whatnot. So, I think it's something to to look out for, man. I I, th- I think the Lakers might be in trouble. Imp. I so fair, right? And 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 it's a fair. What you just said is fair. I just think that you know, come you know, come April, May, or whatever the case is, we're gonna look back and say like, you know, Lonzo Ball being hurt for the Lakers kind of was a huge difference because I think. Yeah. I think defensively the Lakers go from a top seven team with Lonzo Ball on the court to being, you know, probably one of the top five worst defensive teams in the NBA without Lonzo Ball on the court. So, um, you know, say what you will about Lonzo, say what you will about his pops, but the truth is Lonzo Ball is really, really good defensively, and he's very underrated defensively speaking. And the whole, this whole, you know, this, this. This like this experiment of surrounding surrounding LeBron with playmakers instead of shooters didn't really work that well. So then at the trade deadline, they bring in some shooters, right? Um, you're gonna get Lonzo Ball back. I think that they're gonna turn it around. I don't think they finish in the top four, right? But I do finish. I do think they finish in the bottom, the in the in, in the second half of 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 the playoff picture, and probably steal a first round, um, you know, series against one of those teams, and then ultimately lose in the second round. So we got to also mention that they're 28 and 29 and the four seed Blazers are 33 and 23. There are four and a half games back of the four seed. So you're right. It's not time to panic, but I just think it's something to keep your eye on. They lose. And look, and, 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 and again, you know, you talk about the, all the, the AD trade rumors. How do these kids feel where at any moment they could be traded now that the trade deadline's over, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. Now that they at least know they're going to be here for the rest of the season. They can focus on the playoffs. They can focus on getting into the playoffs. You lose LeBron, who's probably, you know, if not the best player in the game, close to it. You lose Lonzo Ball, a very underrated defender, really good playmaker. Those are two of your best players on your team in a tough Western Conference. And, you know, they haven't been playing well, but they're kind of in the mix, like you said. A couple games out for, what, the fifth, what would you say, fifth seed? 
four seed? Yeah, uh, four seed. So, you know, per, I personally think that we're going to look back on this and say, like, they were injured. Yeah. And 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 then that's it. So, we'll see. You definitely don't want to be the A seed if you're the Lakers because you're going to get swept by Golden State. Yeah, so, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll it'll be good night if they're the AC. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Episode number zero zero one of the NBA show. Lamb here at the Lamb Show on Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. You can find Impy at I M P Y seven one eight. You already know Twitter and Instagram DMs are open. If you want to ask some questions, you want some give us some feedback. Let me know. I M P Y seven one eight. DMs are open. We'll be with you guys tomorrow for the NFL show, Thursday that is, and fun little uh, spoiler or teaser, if you are a Patreon member, hit up Impy in the Discord, send them some questions because there might be a people's podcast coming very, very soon and we're going to take questions exclusively only from Patreon members as a token of our appreciation to you. Enjoy All-Star Weekend from Lamb, from Impy, from the boys at VM. We'll catch you next time. Peace.